Hello, good morning. Let's turn to John chapter 20. John 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark and saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. And so she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and they were going to the tomb. The two were running together, and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Simon Peter therefore also came following him and entered the tomb, and he beheld the linen wrappings lying there, and the face cloth which had been on his head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. So the other disciple who had come to the tomb entered then also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping, and so as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb. And she beheld two angels in white sitting, one at the head, one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been lying. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she had said this, she turned around and beheld Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to the brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. When therefore was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples therefore rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus therefore said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, uh, was not with with, uh, them when Jesus came. The other disciples, therefore, were saying to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I shall see in his hands the imprint of the nails, and put my finger into the place of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut, and stood in their midst, and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Reach here your finger, and see my hands, and reach here your hand, and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to, them, said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. Many other signs, therefore, also uh, Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which were not written in this book. But these have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Amen. Um, so, the you know the Passover is all finished. Uh, they come to the the first day of the week, uh, which would be Sunday, um, and they come to the tomb. And, uh, and she comes while it's still dark. Uh, Mary is coming uh, because um, the preparations for Jesus's body was done so quickly. 
And so she just wants to go and do it properly, right? Uh, you know, lay out the spices, everything that needs to be done. And so she comes and she sees the tomb that's empty. Notice that, that each of the people here, they, they don't expect Jesus to be resurrected. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of skeptics and a lot of liberal Christians, um, you know, that really don't believe in the resurrection, uh, and they just they just say that oh this is kind of normal occurrence right this is they just expected that this something like this would happen you notice from the reading they have no expectation that anything like this would happen during this time and so she comes and then she runs to Simon Peter and the others uh, well and obviously the other person is John and so uh, and they they also run to uh, the the tomb now notice. Number one, in Jewish tradition and Jewish custom, men do not run. Uh, it's, it's, actually, it's, it's actually considered a, a very uh, immature, right? a not very good thing for them to run. And then John you know, adds a little kind of a, a little extra commentary, and he said they both, Peter and John, both started running, and John beat him. You know, in this race, and John must have, you know, he's writing this, right? He must have found some satisfaction in beating Peter. A part of that is uh, John is much older than Peter is. But why is Peter hesitating? And it's pretty obvious. He, he's, he's afraid. Remember, he denied Jesus three times. And you can imagine all the different things that are going on in Peter's mind as he, as he makes his way to the tomb. And so they get to the place um, and uh, uh, John stoops down. Notice he doesn't go in, he stoops down, primarily because, you know, John at least wants to keep some religious decorum, because if he goes in, uh, he's defiled himself as a Jew. Peter just barges in, right? Uh, he, he, has, he has no qualms about this. He's, he's wondering what's happened. And John describes the linen, and we, we, it kind of doesn't really do justice in the English translation, uh, but in the original translations, uh, basically the way they describe the linen body or the linen wrappings is if someone evaporated. And so they found the linen wrappings lying there. I mean, it still had the roll, still had everything laid out there. And so the idea is that Jesus, when he was he literally came out of uh, the wrappings, right? I mean, his body just came out of the wrappings and so all he needed to do was just this undo his head, which also, it says, was just lying there. And so this is like a miraculous. You know, if a thief came to rob his body, they would not, they would not go through the process of very intricately lining the cloth back into, you know, the form of this body. And so this is totally supernatural. So John looks in, he sees, and he believes. This is, this is a big theme here, okay? So we'll, we'll hit it uh, in a little bit later. So all this happens, but Mary is, is so that they all, they go back to their, I mean, how crazy these guys. They, they just, they see, oh, he's not there, and then they just go back to their home. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you would, you know, do some investigation. You'd do something, right? Well, uh, Mary, instead, she stands outside the tomb, and she's just weeping, She's just so heartbroken uh, that they have taken away her Lord. Think, think about this. She has already seen uh, her teacher be crucified, right? She, she had already seen uh, just the, the bloody mayhem of that event. 
And now the added trauma of them stealing his body. And who knows, what are they going to do with the body? They're going to chop his body up in pieces? You know, I mean, they're going to desecrate his body in some way, which was a, a common thing, right, during this time, to desecrate someone's body. And so she's, you know, so she's crying, she's weeping, you know, the trauma is kind of hitting her again. And then something really amazing takes place. So, so I want to take a little bit of time to explain what happens. So there's two angels at the foot and the head, uh, and then the angels seem to disappear, and then Jesus appears, and he says the same thing, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And, you know, and she thinks it's the gardener, so she responds, and then Jesus says to her, Mary, and her eyes are opened up, and she turns and says, Rabboni, that's Hebrew, you know, rabbi means teacher, Rabboni means my teacher, right? So she says, my teacher, and then look what happens next. This is very fascinating. And she, and so uh, Rabboni, which means teacher, in 17, and Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father, your Father, and my God, your God. So here's Mary, weeping, crying, lost. And as soon as he says, Mary, right, her eyes are open, and she just, hugs and she's just embracing jesus this is like you know the 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 culmination and all these things are happening and then what is jesus's first words it's not oh peace mary right it's not it's okay mary i mean that you'd imagine that we would say something like this right it's okay mary you know don't worry i'm here or something like that and instead what does jesus say jesus goes get off me woman basically right like stop clinging to me hey man Right? Give me some space. Right? You know, give give me a little, you know, little breathing room here. And you have to say, why does he say that? I mean, what, what, why, why would he say something? He's so insensitive. But if you understand the context, it's actually beautiful. Remember in John 17, Jesus is praying uh, to the Father, and he says, because he knows his time has come, right? The cross is here. But then the time of his reunion with the Father and Spirit are at hand. And so he says, glorify me now with the glory that I had with thee before the world was. And so, so Jesus, I'll give you kind of a drama. What is happening is Jesus is ascending to the Father, right? So he's, in, in essence, he's en route to be glorified. This is like the culmination of history is taking place. And so, so what I think happened is Jesus is ascending. He's, he's, he's making his way to be glorified. Remember, uh, uh, other passages say that, that he went into the depths and he, he gave gifts to men. He held a captive, right? You know, these people, these would be people who would have believed, you know, had they lived in Jesus' time. So he scoops them up. And so he's ready to be glorified. And just this, this picture, as he's ascending, as he's coming to this culmination of history, you know, being, being reunited with the Father and the Spirit, being glorified, right, like he was even before creation, as he's on his way, he looks down and he sees one person. He sees one beautiful, beautiful disciple of his who's heartbroken, who's weeping. And so what does Jesus do? He postpones glory. He postpones heaven to go down and just minister to one person. Now you understand what he's saying makes sense. He's on his way 
He's ascending. He says, I've not yet ascended to the Father. He's, he's about to be glorified. I mean, this is what they were all looking for, right? This is like historical. He's about to be glorified, but he looks, he sees one person. And so he postpones glory. He, he, he postpones heaven. And he comes down and he says, right, Mary ministers to her. Right, go tell, go tell them I'm going to come back. And that's exactly what happens. Brothers and sisters, right? Uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, what's the big deal, right? Jesus died for the whole world. Yeah, but he died for you, right? He had you in mind. He had me in mind, right, when he went to the cross. You know, don't, don't lose sight because, you know, people make this a very universal thing. Don't lose sight of the very personal nature of God. God came to each one of us individually. God came to each one of us very specifically. God spoke our love language. He ministered into the depths of our need, each one of us. And and if if he'll postpone heaven for one person, imagine what he would do for you. This This is the heart of the Lord. And so... Uh, the disciples, so Mary goes, you know, tells them, I've seen the Lord, right? And these guys still don't believe. They're holed out in their home because they're thinking the Jews are coming after them next, right? Now they got the leader, they're coming after us next. And you don't really catch this, but there's two incredible miracles that take place. So the, the doors that John makes mention both times, the doors were shut. And so, uh, uh, so evening had come, Right, so now Jesus has been glorified. Right, this is the morning, uh, the Father. Now he comes back down in the evening and he meets the disciples. And the doors were shut, and Jesus stood in the midst. Basically, Jesus walked through the wall. Right, he walked through the door, and so he's standing in their midst. And what's his first words? Remember, they're scared for their life, and he says, "Peace be with you. Peace be with you." Right, he's still their teacher. He's still their comforter. And, uh, and when he had said this, right, he showed them his hands, his side, you know, the side meaning where, where the spear went in. Uh, and the disciples there rejoice when they saw the Lord. Do you remember what Jesus told them in, in chapter 16? He says that you'll mourn, you'll weep now, but you will rejoice. And so that's exactly what happens, right? The, the bridegroom is back, and so they're rejoicing. And, and then he gives them their, their mission, right? Verse 21, peace be with you. As a father has sent me, I also send you. And this, this is the, the idea of the shaliach, remember? The, the, represent, the representative of the master. And so he's sending them out as shaliachs, at Old Testament, New Testament, as apostles, as the sent ones. And, uh, uh, and then... Um, he, you know, he breathes on them the Holy Spirit. Uh, but Thomas, right, wasn't there. Thomas, if you remember, his name is Didymus. Didymus means twin. And so uh, 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 most likely Thomas looked just like Jesus. They, 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 were, they were like considered like twins. And so if you, if you ever see uh, the painting uh, um, uh, by Da Vinci of The Last Supper, you'll see a picture of Thomas looks just like Jesus. And so uh, very, you know, uh, so so he goes and he says, man, I'm not going to believe. Remember, 
John saw and believed. Now Thomas comes and he says, unless I see, I won't believe. And so uh, eight days later, right, uh, uh, this happens, and then Thomas is with them. So then Jesus appears to them, and, uh, and he says the same thing. Right, doors were shut, so then he walked through the walls again, and then he says, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, reach here your finger and see my hands, reach here your hands and put it in my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said, oh, right, my Lord and my God. Jesus said, therefore, to him, because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who do not see and yet believed. Now, Thomas, we know this. We, we have a phrase. We call, it, we call someone a doubting Thomas. And Thomas kind of gets a bad rap. But notice Jesus actually doesn't get offended at all because of Thomas' doubting. Right? Jesus never condemns Thomas for doubting. In fact, Jesus shows himself to Thomas, even in the midst of his doubt. Uh, Soren Kierkegaard, Kierkegaard said this, Only who doubts can truly believe. And most of us, I mean, we came into this thing very skeptical. I'm by nature a very skeptical person, right? So I, so I came into this thing very skeptical, and skeptical. And Jesus, he, he just, he made himself known to me, right? In, in such a way that, that I, I could not doubt anymore. Uh, a lot of it actually was through uh, the prophetic ministry. And so... You can see in Jesus, what he's talking about, he's talking about this tension of seeing and believing. John saw and believed. The disciples saw and touched and believed. Thomas saw and touched and believed. And then Jesus offers a special blessing, right? Blessed are they who do not see and yet believed. That's each of us. Right? We have a special blessing. You know, we didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't get to see or touch, but yet we believed. And that's really, basically, John will say, this is why I wrote this. And in verse 30, it says, Many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in the books. And this is like, oh, what a bummer. You know, I would have loved to hear so many more things. But this is what he says, but these things have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is why he wrote, he's basically saying, so that you who are not able to see, that you would believe. Uh, By the way, in the original manuscripts, this was the end of John's gospel. These are the last two verses Uh, And then uh, 21 kind of shows up a little bit later on in in, in different manuscripts. But this is why he wrote, right, that he hopes will happen to everyone who reads it, that we might believe and in believing in him have eternal life. This is why a lot of people say, you know, people say, oh, I don't know where to start the Bible. A great way to start is the book of John, right? Because John expressly wrote for this purpose that you would read this book And in reading this book, you would believe and that you would have eternal life. That was always the hope of of John and why he wrote that you would have a special blessing that even though you don't see, 
you, uh, you, but yet you still believe. And that's what it was about. And so let's close our eyes. and Let's go back to Mary and let's kind of just focus on that for a second. Right? Jesus stopped the world for one person. Right? Postpone heaven, postpone glory. Have you ever felt in your walk with God that God's been neglecting you? That God has forgotten about you? That God is not mindful of you? I want you to know it's not true. It's not the Lord. And so let the Holy Spirit speak to you today. Jesus postponed glory for one person. Imagine now that he's glorified what he would do for you. He is our ever-present help in our time of need. He says, I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you. Not only is he in you already, but he also comes upon us. And so let the Holy Spirit speak to you. If you have those ideas, and and, and those thoughts run through our mind all the time, the enemy plants those. Allow God to speak the truth into your hearts. Unfortunately, uh, we don't know what happened to our worship leader today. And so we don't have a song, but maybe we can just spend some time and just meditate. Unless one of you guys know how to play guitar. It's all good. And so let's just spend a moment and let's just ask the Lord to, to speak to us through this passage, especially through the example of Mary. All we can offer to the Lord is our devotion. And Jesus does the rest. Let's pray together.
Let's pray together. Let's ask God to just remind us that He is there. Let's pray that Jesus would would recognize that He's never left us. He's always mindful of us. Let's go to our community prayers and let's pray for our friends and family that are battling and going through chemo and therapies and surgeries. And let's pray for God's healing. Let's pray for our community. Uh, they're battling through illness, but also needs to meet with Jesus. And let's pray for physical healing. Let's pray for the word of salvation. Let's pray for our community that are dealing with a non-cancer illness, and let's pray for God's healing. Let's pray for our community that's looking for work. Let's pray for open doors and God's provision. Let's go to our mission focus and let's pray for China. Let's ask God to breathe His Spirit on this land. Let's pray for our communities in in BJ and SH. Let's pray for our pastors, our leaders. Uh, Let's pray for the Chongs. Can you lift up churches? 
uh, Pastor Ricky actually be in town um, the, this weekend. And so just ask that he'd have a safe flight here and, uh, and God would just continue to be with him and his family. Um, let's lift up. Let's pray for our board. Uh, let's ask God's hand to be with our men and women, and uh, God would continue to use them to uh, really lead our church. Uh, just a special mention, we have a new board member, Ben. I pray that he would uh, really get up to speed with all the stuff that's happening at church. Uh, let's lift up. Let's pray for our fellowship ministries, our men's and women's, uh, their prayer gatherings. And let's pray that this year that both ministries would just really revamp, that God would raise up new leaders and, and uh, a lot more activities and gatherings would happen in both of our ministries that we really minister to one another. Let's pray for our hospitality ministries, our welcoming, coffee, and logistics. Let's pray for God to really use our volunteers uh, to be that welcoming face uh, and that warm smile uh, to everyone who comes in. Let's pray for house church meeting tonight. Uh, let's ask God's hand to be with our uh, house church leaders, our hosts. Let's pray that people will just really experience God tonight. Let's pray together. Uh, Father, thank you, God. Thank you for the example of Mary, God. Thank you for that pure devotion, Lord, and how you want us to walk in that same devotion. You are also our teacher. Uh, you're the one who never leaves us and never forsakes us, God. Uh, you're the one that would postpone glory, God, that would stop heaven just for us. And we're so grateful, Lord. 
So thank you for who you are, God. Thank you that you minister to our needs. We love you. We bless you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Uh, As we've been doing, can we just get into a little smaller group and uh, let's pray for one another, right? And let's continue to pray for Addie. Uh, Let's pray for Hazel. These are all, like, uh, our prayers are working, all right? There's a lot of improvements happening. uh, And uh, let's pray for Isaac as he's in Beijing for treatment. Uh, Let's lift up our, especially people in need, and, and just pray for one another as we start our day together. God bless you.